Hello friends, welcome to Village Idiots for Christ. We're nuts for Jesus and just plain nuts. I'm out of my mind, it's for the sake of God. If I remember right, mind, it's for your sake. Crazy people can serve Jesus. I am living proof. Anyway, we are in 2 Corinthians 2 today. And uh, we're back doing our, our different podcasts. So um, it's coming up on the weekend. So this will be the last one till uh, Sunday, Monday. So I wanted to get that out. I woke up. I, I woke up before time. So I slept out. So I'm feeling good. And so we're in 2 Corinthians 2. So we'll just jump right in there. Let's see here. Let's see where. Okay, here it is. So I made up my mind that I would not make another painful visit to you. For if I grieve you, who is left to make me glad? But you whom I have grieved. I wrote as I did so so that when I came, I should not be distressed by those who ought to make me rejoice. I had confidence in all of you that you would share my joy. For I wrote out of great distress and anguish of heart with many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love. This is where we're headed into where Paul dealt with in, in uh, 1 Corinthians about the guy that was sleeping with his stepmother. So Paul... Um, is dealing with this. We're coming right into that in uh, verse five. So let's break these. These. Uh, this is a set right here. You know they do in different paragraphs. So this is the first set. So we'll break this down. So I made up my mind that I would not make another painful visit to you. So again, you know, you can only deal with so much pain if you know what I'm saying there. You know, and, and it was re- you know, Paul. You know, this discipline is not easy when you're dealing with people. It's hard. It's it's hard, and there's a lot of pain involved. So Paul didn't want to just come there and, and be a source of pain you know he didn't want he didn't want to be this rod being held over their head kind of thing um for if i grieve you see so he's talking about grieving them for if i grieve you who is left to make me glad but you whom i have grieved so, <laughs> so it's like hey man if i grieve you man we can't be glad together you know and you know you you with your with your friends in christ you you know you do you do have to deal with some heavy stuff but you also want to you know you want to be glad together you know you want to rejoice together I wrote as I did, so when I came, I should not be distressed by those who ought to make me rejoice. I had confidence only that you would share my joy. So Paul, Paul loved the Corinthians. He wanted to rejoice and share his joy and be glad with them. But again, sometimes you got to deal with the, you know, sometimes you got to deal with the hard matters and dealing with this sin this kid was in was a big deal. It was, a, it was because the church was welcoming it in. The church accepted that. And Paul was saying in the first first Corinthians, you can't accept what this guy's doing. You got to put him out of the church. Um, for I wrote out of my great distortion and anger's heart with many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love for you. So this Paul was real. I love how real Paul is. Out of great distress, anguish of heart and many tears. You know, Paul didn't do things lightly. You know, you read when I first started getting into Paul, it was I was had such a hard time with the guy. He seemed such a, he seemed like to me this 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 battering ram in Christ. He 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 terrified me to be honest with you. I always dealt with Barnabas. I love Barnabas. Barnabas, son of encouragement. I get encouragement. The discipline and the hard stuff I'm not good with, and I never have been. Not that I'm not disciplined, but. You know, the hardness, you know, when you got to deal with things hard, I am, I'm a, I'm a marshmallow. I'm be honest with you. It's, it's, it's a strength and a weakness of mine. It makes me kind, but I don't deal well with the hard things. And that's, that's a weakness. And so, but Paul loved these people. He had a depth of love. Them was amazing. So he's trying to help them to see the force for the trees with sin and darkness. So I think that's a good explanation. All that. Let's continue on. Um, uh, verse five. 
I'm, I'm just getting my eyes here. Excuse me for a second. You wake up sometimes, you know, you got to rub your eyes to get the sleep out of them. I'm going through that right now. Just trying to be able to, to read my stuff here. Let me wipe my glasses off here. See, I told you we don't do no editing. This is all raw, right off the cuff. So that's the way I like it too. I like to be real. I don't want to. I want to be so perfect. You guys can't relate. <laughs> yeah, me be perfect. Yeah, like that'll ever happen. <laughs> I know you guys can relate to that one. If anyone has caused grief, has caused grief. He has not much. He has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent. Not to put it too too, too severely. Talking about the guy grieving them, the guy that was in sin. The punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient for him. Now instead you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will be not be overwhelmed with excessive sorrow. I urge you therefore to reaffirm your love for him. This is the way the church should be. The reason I wrote uh, wrote to you to see wrote to you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us. For he, we are not unaware of his scheme. See, Satan, it's all, Satan's always scheming against us. And he had this guy in sin, and then Paul had to come against the church to get them to change. And, and what Satan's scheme was, so was to divide the church up, to break the church up, to have Paul offended by them or them offended by Paul. Or this sin, you know, there'd be different factions on whether they accepted this guy's sin or not. And see, it's always Satan. It's, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. When you're coming against, when someone in Christ is coming against you or you're coming against them, it, it appears like you're against the person, but it's not. It's Satan coming against all of us. Satan is always seeking against us as the body to divide us, to destroy us, to ruin us. And so let's read this whole section again. This is really good because, you know, Paul disciplines and then Paul reaffirms love and he wants them to reaffirm their love too. If anyone's caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent, not to put too severely. The punishment inflicted on him by the majority was sufficient for him. See, by the majority. See, not everybody agreed. See, not, he didn't say the punishment inflicted by all of you. No, he said the majority. So there was some division here. By the majority is sufficient for him. Now instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed with excessive sorrow. Paul didn't want this guy to be destroyed by his punishment. And that's a lot of people, you know... A person makes a mistake in a church and people never let it go. You've seen that crap in church. They never reaffirm their love. I always tell you about this, like we've got little chihuahuas. They had six little chihuahuas at home and you can discipline them. But man, as soon as you discipline them quickly, you have to reaffirm your love. Are they chihuahuas are little weird little dogs? I mean, they are, they, they wear their heart on their sleeve, man. I mean, God's given them this big heart, you know, emotionally speaking. They're very emotional creatures. And man, you, you can crush them by being too hard on them. It's the same with people. We can crush people trying to discipline them and help them to see what their sin is. But you have to, you don't want them to be destroyed by the excessive sorrow of the burden of the grief of their sin and the guilt of their sin. That's what Paul is saying here. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. The reason I wrote you is to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. And they did. They, they disciplined this guy. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven 
if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ. See, I love that. I have forgiven if there was, even if there was anything to forgive, I forgive. So Paul's lightening up here. Paul's, Paul's calming it down. Paul's taking the, wants to pull the darkness, the heat out of this thing and, and make it more reasonable so that they, you know, again, so everybody will get back together and come back together in love. Uh, if uh, I've forgiven you in the sake of Christ in order that Satan might not outwit us where you're not unaware of schemes Satan's always trying to conquer and divide uh, kill, steal, destroy that's his mantra and that covers everything kill, steal, destroy hey, let's continue on here verse 12 now when I was now when I went to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord had opened a door for me, I still had no peace of mind because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and went on to Macedonia. This is a short chapter. We're almost done, by the way. But thanks be to God who has always leads us in triumphal possession in Christ and through us. Uh, okay, let's let's stop here because it, it's again it separates. Uh, this is two thoughts here, so we'll break the thoughts down. Now when I went to Choaz to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord had opened a door for me, I still had no peace of mind because I didn't find my brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them and went on Macedonia. So Paul was searching for Titus. He didn't. He went to Choaz first, wherever Choaz. It was uh, 2.12, it doesn't show. So he went to Choaz to preach the gospel, and the Lord did open a door for him. Um, but even in that opening of the door, he still didn't have any peace. So he preached for a while in Troas, but he didn't have any peace because he didn't find his brother Titus there. So I said goodbye to them when I'm Macedonia. So he went from Troas to Macedonia. You know, I used to see Paul. I knew he was hanging out with Barnabas, Titus, Timothy. But Paul depended on the brotherhood. He depended on Titus and Timothy. He was upset that he didn't find Titus in Troas. So he went on to Macedonia, still probably looking for for uh, Titus. So Paul Paul needed the support, and we all do. We all need the support of one another. We're, none of us are supposed to be islands under themselves, lone wolves. None of us in Christ are supposed to be lone wolves. Not that you have to be with people 24-7, but we all need each other. And that's what Paul was saying here. And then the thought changes in 14. That was 12 and 13. Now the thought changes in 14. Um, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are the smell of death, to the other the fragrance of life. And who is equal to such a task? Unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ we speak before God with sincerity like men sent from God. Man, there's a 12 thoughts there. Gosh, let's start. Let's just let's start the beginning. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. So we are always in triumphal procession in Christ. What is the devil trying to do to us? He's trying to deceive us. He's trying to get our eyes off the truth of who we are in Christ. We're nothing outside of Christ. Understand what I'm saying here. It's always Christ. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. But look, look what he's saying here. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. In Christ, we are in triumphal. We are tri We always triumph in Christ, but Satan is always blinding us to that always are getting us to focus on our sin or focus on our depravity or focus on our darkness. Yes, we have all of those things, but in Christ, we are, we, we still have triumph in Christ. Amen. Man, Romans 7, you know, when I do what I do not want to do, it's no longer I doing it, but the sin living in us. Our In our spirit, we are per perfect and holy in our spirit. Our flesh and our mind, he's still working on that. 
But man, in Christ, we are led in triumphal procession. And, 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 and in that triumphal procession, what's happening? He spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. While we're in triumph, triumphal procession in Christ, he's spreading the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ or of him, of Christ. For we are to God. Now listen, this is so good. Verse 13, 15. For we are to, for we are to God. This is, we are to God. This is who we are. This is how God sees us. We are to God. All right, that's good. That's good wording there. We are to God, the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. We are the aroma of Christ to both the saved and the lost. And here's the differentiation in 16. To the one, we are the smell of death. To the other, fragrance of life. That's why the hardcore lost that aren't, the hardcore lost that aren't, that aren't going to be saved. The, 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 those that aren't elect, those that aren't chosen. Um, the, um, uh, we're the smell of death because, because Christ, <laughs> Christ, <laughs> Christ will eventually judge the lost. So they see, they see us in Christ and that's the smell of death to them. And this is the smell of judgment to them. But to the, to the saved, we are the fragrance of life, of life. And watch this. And then the next, and not the next verse, but the next sense. And who is equal to such a task? Again. We can't do anything. All of this is in Christ. We're not equal to this task. How can we be these things outside of Christ? We can't. We do nothing outside of Christ. Who is equal to this task? None of us are equal to the task that God has assigned to us here. But it's in Christ we're in this task. It's only because of Jesus we are this. We are the fragrance of life or death. Again, we're only in Christ we're led in triumphal procession. Only in Christ are we spreading the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. It's always in Christ. Unlike so many, and then he changes thought a little bit here, 17. Unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. And boy, is that popular in this hour. The, the gospel of prosperity, man. Peddling the word of God for profit. I don't condemn anybody, but that's a that's a false doctrine. Amen. Not It's, well, it's an unbalanced doctrine because God does prosper, just not in the way these people think. So unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with men, uh, with sincerity like men sent from God. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity. I like that. We're speaking before God. with We're sincere. We're, we're truthful. This is the truth in our hearts. We are sincere in this thing. Uh, God, we speak before God with sincerity like men sent from God. We are men sent from God to spread the, the fragrance of Christ, the smell of life and death, and being led in triumphal procession in Christ. Man, but that last 14 through 18 there, amazing scripture or 14 through 17, those last four verses, amazing. I, I just love the way, you know, we're, we're dealing with all the, the heaviness at the beginning of the chapter. Then we go out in total victory at the end of the chapter. I love that. So anyway, there it is. That's uh, 2 Corinthians 2. We got that done. Amen. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Appreciate it. 15 minutes, not bad today. And uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to get a podcast. I did a poem earlier out of Zephaniah of all books, that little book Zephaniah in the Old Testament. Uh, oh, man, good poem today. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. But anyway, love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Appreciate you. And uh, let me put this. I was a mark. I have little sticky notes in my Bible to mark what chapter I'm in. I stick them in where I can just grab the chapters. That's, uh, I've got my Bible all arranged that way. So anyway, we love you. Appreciate you. And uh, we... Uh, We'll see you next week, and hope you have a wonderful weekend. We sure are going home to see the wife, and uh, 
all is well. So we're in triumphal procession in Christ, and we're spreading the fragrance of both life and death. It's just amazing. Wow. Who is equal to this task? None of us. Only Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's all it is. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen. Love you. Have a great weekend.